everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hate Read. I'm Anna, and normally I would be joined here with my co-host, M, but she is unavailable for today's episode. I think she's off gallivanting on a vacation somewhere um, when we're supposed to be recording, so lucky her. Um, so with me today, I actually have my friend Lindsay here, who um, is joining us with a book that she does not like. Um, and had hated previously the first time she read it. So, Lindsay, if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about the book that you challenged me to read for this fortnight, <laughs> um, and then I guess I'll ask you some questions about yourself and about reading and things, and we'll get into the episode. Okay, hi, everyone. Uh, so I hi, chose Lindsay. Ready Player One, which everyone else loves, and that's fine, but I hate it. <laughs> And I honestly, so I read it the first time in 2015, I want to say. So I thought like, okay, this is the first book that came to mind when you asked me a book that I hate. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Maybe I was too harsh on it the first time I read it. Maybe it's better. It, it's not as, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it was worse. I hate it <laughs> so much more now than I did in uh, 2015. Same. Like, same. So, yeah, uh, because I saw on Goodreads that you had rated it five stars the first time you read it. Yes, I did. Which was upsetting to me at my core. <laughs> I was like, who is this person? I thought we were friends. I thought I knew her. I showed Michael. I was like, Michael, Anna gave this book five stars. I really enjoyed it. No, okay. So the first time I read it, to be fair, the first time I read it, it was 2011. And you were just I a was totally different person. I was. It was It was seven years ago. I was a completely different person. But I, I no, you my weren't. Name I knew you. Anna. Your name wasn't you Anna. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> uh, I, I guess Bizarro Anna. I don't know. I, um... Yeah, I guess all I can say is that I was not yet woke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Well, and this is kind of like jumping ahead a little bit to my silver lining and or, uh, and or rather be reading. Mm -hmm. But I have always kind of been drawn to this genre of like trapped in a video game mm -hmm. type books. Okay. And yes, it is a genre. And <laughs> it's called like lit RPG. I believe you. I don't know. I, I think that's why I was willing to overlook a lot more stuff the first time I read it. Okay. Um, well, because that's one thing that I definitely already know about you is that you have a much higher tolerance for poorly written books than I do. <laughs> Thus this podcast. <laughs> no, well, yes, because I, listening to other episodes, I'm like, how, how did she read this book? Like, what was the, the mm. James Patterson one? I was just like. Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> Shut up. Like, how did you do it? Uh, but then, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I, it was just bad. I, it was poorly, poorly written. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's an opinion thing, to, like a to some extent. To some extent. But also, this is just factually poorly written. Like, if any book critic could read this and say, "Oh no, this is like really great prose," is lying. Like, that's just a lie. Hundred percent. 100%. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that, like, every book needs to be James Joyce because then no one would ever read a book. Because have oh, you yeah. ever tried to read Finnegan's Wake? 
don't do it. Um. <laughs> and I and maybe I think you're right. Uh, I agree with you about the whole thing with um, being more woke, if you want to use that word. Yeah. Because there are things. <laughs> I don't know if I'm cool enough to use that word. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> um, but there are so many things that I don't even remember picking up the first time yeah. I read it that were just so blatantly sexist and racist and transphobic and all of these things that I'm just like, this book was not written in the 80s or 90s even. Uh, you know, Not like I would give a pass to mm-hmm. it if it were, you know, written a long time ago. This book was written in 2010. I mean... Yeah. And there were a lot of comments... You would think it'd be a lot more. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of comments in there about... Um, and again, I have my pages marked and everything, but like, go <laughs> shut up. Uh, that um, going through it, I was just like, I feel like if we're reading this from Wade Watts's perspective, which of course we are, because mm-hmm. I love living inside the mind of an 18 year old red pillar. Like, I really do. Yeah. Um, That's my fab. I know. But just certain things that he said and just comments that he made kind of off offhand made me really think like wow the, who how how are you saying this and how are, and this is supposed to be why the was future. this published oh first of all number one why was this published and I know yeah. the answer but still and I doesn't stop me from asking myself why um <laughs> but I yeah I don't know oh also spoiler not this is not a spoiler uh I read Ernest Klein's Wikipedia entry and apparently, oh my God. apparently one of the first things that he got, like, famous for was, mm-hmm. I can't even say this with a straight face, um, spoken word poetry slams ah, I was going to ask you if you found those. Yes. I didn't watch any of them. I have not, I have not delved into it, but I saw it and I immediately was like, what? What? <laughs> I will link this when we when this episode goes live. I will try and remember to link this poem. Oh no! <laughs> on the on on the twitters, oh, I will try to link this poem. But it's called um, "Nerd Porn Auteur." Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's basically just a poem about how he objectifies a certain type of nerd girl, and it's all kinds of like just oh, creepy and unsettling. Wait, you mean it's objectifying not. nerd girls? There's none of that in this book. They don't, yeah. they don't do that at all to any of the main characters. So I don't know what you're talking <laughs> no. about. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, so before we get into the summary of the book, okay. then I guess we should like talk a little bit about you. Right. Because our listeners don't know you like I know you. Uh-oh. They don't know you like <laughs> I know you. Um, so, yeah, why don't you give us just, like, a little bit, um, if this isn't too vague of a question, just, like, your reading background, um, and, like, what you normally like to read, or things that you normally like to stay away from. Okay. Um, just go, sure. in general, yeah. I'm just so fascinating. Um, <laughs> hi, okay, so I, I read a lot, um, uh, I like audiobooks and paper books, and I don't fuck with the Kindle. Mm. Wait, we're allowed to swear, right? Can we swear? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't fuck with absolutely. the Kindle, because I like a book, <laughs> like a real book. Let's see, what else? Uh, I guess the kind of books I like, I really, I really love, uh, science fiction. Um, mm-hmm. I love Margaret Atwood, um, I love Neil Gaiman, oh, he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. American Gods, I love, oh, love, love, love. I'm so... We need to talk about this off mic, I think, but I'm really upset about the American Gods TV show situation. 
Have you heard of Me too, of and I just don't even know if I can watch it anymore. Because uh, I don't. I don't even know don't if it's know. gonna. Is it gonna come out at this point? I have no I idea. Know. Right now, I'm just like gunning for good omens. Now I'm I just know. Like, whatever. I'm sorry. Oh, American for sure. Really I good, keep but. seeing all the screens because I follow Neil Gaiman on Instagram because. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Why not? <laughs> Uh, and all of the the shots from set that he keeps posting, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I mean, David Tennant, like it's David Tennant, absolutely, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, sorry, segue. Uh, what? Oh, what else do I love to read? Um, I really like just, I mean, literary fiction, which apparently that's a mm-hmm. that's what we're snooze fast. Shut up, snooze <laughs> And what would you say would be like a least favorite? Oh, like, least what favorite? Never reach for? YA. Yeah. YA, mm-hmm. hands down. Um, which is this book? Which is this book? Which, mm-hmm. honestly, I have a lot of questions about because a lot of the places I find it posted and were like written about, like on Wikipedia and Goodreads and stuff, they claim it as science fiction and only kind of marginally mm-hmm. YA. Like it's not really repped as a YA novel. Because a dude wrote Correct. it. Correct. I don't know how yeah. much you want to get into all of the sexism involved in this book because I can go hard in the paint so we don't have to <laughs> but a lot of my problems with this book have to do with like the rampant sexism involving uh, how how women who enjoy science fiction are depicted and that's always a problem that I've had um, oh yeah as- I think we could definitely get okay. into that I think that's something okay. that um, we rally against okay. here on the podcast okay. so. well yeah uh, you know, as the fake geek girls that I know, we just are. pretending to be a nerd. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's how I get guys. Get the hottest of guys. Hey, excuse me. No, yeah. <laughs> we have, we we got a couple of Michaels. So, you oh, know. Yeah. Both of our husbands are named Michael, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so this is a book that you hated reading. How yes. do you normally approach reading books you don't like? Do you ever oh. finish a book you don't like? Mm, good is question. Uh, I usually do finish books that I don't like. I, I've i gotten very picky about the books that I read so that mm-hmm. I, I try not to pick books that I don't think that I'll like. Um, mm-hmm. But I usually do make myself finish them, especially if it's an audiobook. I'll just like crank mm-hmm. through it and also on I use mostly the um like the Hoopla app and you can put it at like 1.2 oh, and I can like you can listen to it at a faster like pace or whatever mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which I definitely do that mm-hmm. not too fast because I think if you put it on like like times two it's like ridiculous and you can't even hear it yeah I like about 1.5 yeah like a 1.5 speed is pretty pretty good and then you can just mm-hmm. crank through it and you're like oh god I hate this but usually for me, even yeah. like a book that I don't, I can't remember reading a book that I gave like one star recently, at least. I have to go back in my, my Goodreads uh, list. Mm-hmm. Usually I, if I don't like it, I'll just power through and then rant about it to Michael and he, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't care at all, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Sometimes it's just good to yell. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's very cathartic. You just need to get, get all the yells out. Yes, just like we're about to do with this yeah. book. Hey, <laughs> good segue. Ah. So I guess we can talk about <sighs> Ready Player One. Mm. Um, I apologize because this book is so much plot and it is so long. Like this, this is the longest amount or most amount, mm-hmm. highest amount of notes I've taken Same. for a book in a long time. Um, there's a lot to get through. Same. So and oh, and I didn't <laughs> mention this. By the way, I forgot I was going to say this. Uh, my degree is in English Lit. 
So I read a lot of books. Oh, perfect. In college, like, perfect. And mm-hmm. I, and even from college, like I have, you can see. I'll show you kind of my notes. I had to stop taking notes. Like, look at all this. I oh also have, I also have a notebook downstairs that, of course, I don't have in front of me. I should get Michael to bring it for me. But <laughs> I took all these notes, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in school, but I'm more invested in this stupid <laughs> fucking book than I was in any stupid fucking book I had to read at college. Very true. Yeah. I also feel that way about all these hate reads and yeah. books that yeah. really, whether or not they should be given that time of day, I they guess is. shouldn't. Why are we spending all of this energy? <laughs> I should be outside. The moral of this book to me is go outside, actually. Yeah, don't be skeevy pasty um, Wade Watts. That's his name. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. By the way, it's Wade Owen Watts. Wow. Wade Owen. Wow. 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 <laughs> that is his name. Yeah. So Wade Owen Watts, high school student, lives in um, a future Oklahoma City. Which. <laughs> wow. Very oh, exciting. It's bad. Um, and he he is he is not uh, super wealthy. So they live in a place called the Stacks, which are essentially like a trailer park that went vertical. So it's a bunch of trailers stacked on top. I of picture it. it as like train cars on. That's what I did like, too. On a ship. Like, like you uh, know when you see train uh-huh. cars being transported on ships, that's how I picture it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Except apparently they have like ledges because they the scene where he's like crawling out of the window and he crawls into the old lady's house and she gives him food. Yeah. And then, oh. They have, like, front porches still. Yeah, but... <laughs> I guess balconies. But, I guess that's So fine. that actually but. brings me to the, one of the first things that bothers me about the world building that he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because the whole first 60 pages of this <sighs> book are exposition and world building. Oh, and not... So. Not even... The exposition is so... It's bad. bad. It just... It doesn't... It doesn't <laughs> feel like a... Like, when you're reading a book usually and you kind of... You, you have to, like, come up with some of it yourself. Like, you have your own picture of what these worlds are on your own. Right. Not in this one, because he makes sure <laughs> to describe every single detail at ad nauseum. Yes. And I'm like, that's not how you write a book. Like, you're supposed to be able to tell us, or, yeah, show us and not tell. There we go. Hello. Yes. Um... <laughs> There's there's a lot of telling and not a lot of showing, and that's something that I really like. Yes. Hate. And it's so frustrating. It is so tedious because he goes through every single little thing. Like, this is a video game. This is the year that uh-huh. it was published. This is who published uh-huh. it. This is every single detail yeah. about how you play this game, yeah. and I am excellent at this yeah. game also. Everything is a list. Just like, yeah. I think it's on, honestly, I remember this. It's like page 62, where he lists all of these lists of sci-fi authors that he, sci-fi and fantasy authors that he had to yes. read. All of this list of the directors he had to to um, watch all the movies of. All of the music he had to listen to. And it's just list and list and list and list. And I'm like, we get it. We get it. Yeah. We, you, he was from the 80s, so you had to memorize the 80s to get this, the, mm-hmm. uh, the keys and everything. Like, <laughs> whatever. But also, if you do the math, he had five years to memorize all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't feel like that's long enough. To master all the video games he mastered, to <laughs> memorize all of those movies, like I mean, yes, word for word. To be honest, I I do have Monty Python and the Holy Grail memorized, but mm-hmm. I started watching that movie when I was like eleven. I want to say is the first time I watched that, mm-hmm. and yeah. it took 
hundreds and hundreds of times probably because i yeah like, he's like i watched yeah. it like a dozen times and i have it memorized i'm like mm, mm, but like that's the thing that you do when you're a kid i think that that's more of a kid thing right that you just like watch the same things over and over again oh yeah like that was one of the things i'd watch over and over again beauty and the beast probably i mean definitely but like a little younger and so there are mm-hmm. those movies that i used to watch over and over again but i I just don't know how you devote all of your time to do it. I just think that realistically, I found a lot of problems. Yeah, like there are a lot of a lot of plot holes and the feasibility of it. Even it being a mm-hmm. science fiction, you know, post-apocalyptic universe that we're supposed to live in at this moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that I, I just I didn't find believable. My, I agree. It's hard for yeah. me to suspend my disbelief when it came to all of that nonsense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, like, it would be one thing if he was like, that song sounded familiar. I know I've heard it before. Let me look it up. Right. But instead he, like, can immediately spit out the year it came out, the person who sang it, mm-hmm. like, the CD it was on, and all of the lyrics. That's just... For every... No one's brain is that good. For every music, every song, every... For an entire day. For an entire day. And even more, because Holy mm-hmm. Grail came out in 78. Um, That's true. And there were some things that he mentioned that were later than that. What was it specifically? Like, he did mention... he. There were a couple things from Harry Potter that he mentioned. Actually, just mm-hmm. once, I think he mentioned they played Quidditch at school. Like, you could play imaginary sports. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Which, like... <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Playing sports inside of a video game is just very fun. I know. Me, I a lot of it. A lot. Oh, there's so much to unpack. There, there um, is a well, lot. And, okay, so here's another thing about the stacks that... While well, we're going back to the stacks thing that bothered me. was that So he explains <laughs> that in the future, which is approximately 25 years from now, um, as we mm-hmm. sit... He says that all of, like, the, uh, how does he explain it? Like, all of the rural and uh, suburban people have to come in because the only jobs are uh, located inside the cities. But Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. he also explains that a lot of the people in the stacks get on buses and go to uh, factory farms right outside the city. So I'm like, wait... So, so, so where are the jobs? Like, explaining this correctly? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he just came up with things that were convenient at the yeah, time like, to why, say and then totally contradicted himself. Yeah, later. like, why are we moving further into the city if you're just going to go work at a farm? Yeah. I, okay. To live in a luxurious vertical trailer. Yeah, I, I, I don't, whatever. So that was, that was one of my first <laughs> issues with yeah uh, yeah. The so th- this specifically. The world, yeah, and it's like a totally just like stupid fucked up world. Um, because of climate change and bad politics, which yeah. uh, hit a little oh close God. to home. Oh, at one point um, he mentioned a thing when he was doing, towards the end of the book, when they're talking about voting. Um, and he's like, I don't even vote for the, for oh the my God, US was so government mad. things because my it doesn't uh, help at all anyway. You can't become a, a, a government employee or you can't be elected unless you're a celebrity oh or a God. virtual, or a virtual reality, wow, a reality TV star. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, he knew. I can't. He knew. I, Ernest Klein is a fortune teller. Oh my god. He's a Nostradamus it, of his time. <laughs> he is. Yes, he's Nostradamus. Um, Which is terrifying. Just frankly. A, a little terrifying. bit. A little bit. If Ready Player One comes to pass, I will just... I'll just end it. It's be very fine. sad about it. Okay, so as we've kind of hinted, there is this virtual reality system set up um, 
in the future called Oasis, which stands for something I don't remember. Oh, because it's really um, long. And the, it's like a... It is, and it doesn't make any sense no. either. It just... He, like, he came up with Oasis first and then came up with the acronym. Oh, which was absolutely is what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> he also... The thing that I loved is that he... Uh, spells out every single acronym of everything else, like MMORPG. He has to put it in parentheses, uh-huh. like what the definition is. And, uh, oh, when he says Artemis, he says it's pronounced Artemis, and even though the E is a three. And I'm like, yeah, we got it. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Uh, Thank but you. Then, but it's so elite hacker shit. Oh, we can understand Oh my god, the Elite Warehouse. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. seriously. There's a lot of There's stupid. There's a lot. But, yeah. but he immediately explains what all of these things are, which the reader, knowing what the book is about, probably already mm-hmm. knows these things. Like, if you're reading this book for the yeah. first time, if you pick up Ready Player One and you don't know what, like, an MMORPG is, maybe this book is not for you. Then he doesn't never what Oasis me. stands for until, like, page 40. Oh. And I'm like, you keep saying Oasis, Oasis, and it's in all caps, so we know it's an acronym. But mm-hmm. why are you over-explaining to us what this means? Oh, and it turns out it's because it is irrelevant because it's a stupid acronym. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's a stupid acronym. And I think, like, he didn't think of it until he got that far in the book. Maybe. Like, oh, oh this is what it, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the creator of Oasis dies. His name is James Halliday. He dies. And upon his death, a contest is announced where basically he has set up a scavenger hunt to find an Easter egg that he's left in the entire world of Oasis, which at this point is a very huge world where people have like created their own planets. And it just is like ever expanding virtual reality world. That's huge. In his defense, the idea of the Oasis is really cool in Ernest Klein's defense. Yeah, yeah, I would it's play it. Cool. I would also go outside though. Correct. But you don't live in a barren uh, wasteland, Anna. This is true. There are things to go outside for still here in 2018. Um, not in 2044. Yeah, 2044 don't world go outside. So. You will get murdered. <laughs> so the first person to find the hidden Easter egg inherits James Halliday's company and fortune, which sounds I, nothing like seems... anything yeah. I've ever heard of before. Uh, eccentric billionaire giving away his entire company to a kid who finds a golden what? Oh, egg. Egg. Okay. Oh, yeah. Egg. Yeah. I was going to say ticket. I got the golden egg. (laughs) I've got the golden egg. Oh, my God. The thing where he explains what an um, oologist is, that's an old-timey biologist who used to study eggs, but we don't do that anymore. I'm like, wait, so you don't have biology in 2045? Also, they don't need it more. They've got it all figured figured out. out. All of biology, now we're stuck on AI and virtual reality, and that's it. You probably, you reader probably don't know what an egg is, or you can't figure out what oologist is, like context clues. That's the thing. Like he would leave all these context clues that we as readers can easily pick up on. And then he explains what it means. And I'm like, if you have to explain it, you're not doing your job. (laughs) Well, he just assumes we're all idiots. So, which, you know, it's just that very like condescending Uh tone throughout the whole book of like, well, the person reading this can't possibly be as smart as I. No, exactly. But then he picks the weirdest things to not explain. Did you notice that? Like there are. (laughs) No, I didn't. I was too busy trying to get through it, I guess. (laughs) There are a couple things that he, uh, the first thing that stood out to me was, uh, he, he was like, I walked into the cafeteria and then I scanned the room like a T-1000 and then just moves on. 
and doesn't explain what the T-1000 is, which is the mm-hmm. robot thing from Terminator 2. So, yes. which, fi- I was fine with it. Like, that's, I have no problem with that. Yeah. But the way that he picked and chose which references he was going to explain and which weren't, which he wasn't, didn't make sense to me at all. Like, he also would quote, he'd throw a couple of um, Buckaroo Banzai quotes in there, which I get because mm-hmm. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But I realized, like, why would he not explain this? This is a super weird, obscure movie that I've only seen because somebody way older than me uh, recommended that Michael and I watch it in college. Literally the only mm-hmm. reason why I know what that is. So you'd think that that would be something that he had to explain. Like, uh, the whole thing yeah. where he's explaining, like, what a DeLorean is and, like, the the flux yeah. capacitor. And I'm like, okay. That's a little bit more mainstream. That's way more mainstream than, yeah. than Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> whatever I guess those were his easter eggs in the book and and the thing is is lol uh he did have an easter egg in the book by the way like there was a whole no no like there was I I read this uh after the fact there was a whole uh game that was built into the book that if you figured it out he gave you a DeLorean and he like awarded the prize in 2012 or something yeah wow yeah I don't I don't know what it is that's all I know about it but I was like Yikes. Yikes, yeah. And and the, that's the thing is I don't have a problem with dropping references. It's like an inside joke. So if you drop a reference and then move on, you're like, I got that. And if you don't, yeah, if you yeah. didn't get it, you just keep reading and it doesn't interrupt the flow. But if you get a reference, it's like, wink. It's like a little wink from the author to the audience. Yeah. Which is, I love. It's fine. But it was just that he had those but then he also had um by the way i actually, i just wanted to make sure that you knew yeah, that i was in yeah, on the joke yeah which ruined it for me like absolutely just, <laughs> ru- just ruined it defeats yeah the it's just terrible yeah. terrible writing <laughs> okay <laughs> so we're still like in the we're still in the exposition exposition uh it's <laughs> but pages. uh it's almost half yeah the book. it's a lot of exposition so the first person to find the easter egg in harris company and fortune just like willy wonka in the chocolate factory and um so the people that decide to hunt for the egg are known as egg hunters which is then shortened to gunters pause for a second and guys (laughs) if you don't know what a gunt is just google it i'm not gonna explain it but google gunt and then you'll know where my head was every single time they said, are you doing no. it right now? <laughs> no! <laughs> Every single time he's like, we like to call ourselves gunters. Like, I bet you do. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, like maybe when yeah. you make up new fake words, maybe Google them before publishing them. I don't know. That's a good idea. I don't know. I think that's some good life advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> J.K. Rowling um, did it in Harry Potter. Like she talked about frequent, like when she came up with the word horcrux. She would come up with a word and Google it and see what came up. Like, you've got to do this to make sure you don't make up a word that already has a definition that's disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Maybe this was another Easter egg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So, the Gunters have to find three keys. They had to find three keys that will unlock three gates to find the key. And they, I guess this whole, like, subculture of being a gunter develops. And, um, 
Wade Watts becomes best friends with a person who just goes by the word H, which is like the spelling out pronunciation of the letter H. And if you're worried, um, he explains it, how to pronounce yep. it, along with every yeah. other fucking word in the book. So if you're worried you don't know how to pronounce the word H, <laughs> he tells you. <laughs> which... That would have been, like, a fun thing, like, at the end of the book. Like, actually, this was H's real name, and now I understood why H was H. Like, yeah. you know, like, how we had to kind of wait till the fourth book to realize how to pronounce Hermione. 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 Okay, and so H is also a gunter, and they're all super into 80s pop culture. Mm, just it's, like it's every 18-year-old kid should. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they just, like, they just don't make music like they, they really used to, don't. Man. They really don't. Um, my fa- my thing that I liked about it, or not liked, that I was laughing at, is that we're in 2018 right now, and we're already into, like, the kids doing all the 90s things, like, with the chokers and, like, the, the fashion. Oh, my and gosh. Also, yes. like, teenagers or, uh, like, mainly on TV, because, like, I don't witness teenagers in real life <laughs> ever. <laughs> you Youths. <laughs> like, run. Um. But they're dressed in all these clothes, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I definitely had that in 1998. And so mm-hmm. we in 19 or in 2018 have already skipped over redoing the 80s. We're now redoing the 90s, and so in 2044, mm-hmm. I guess we've gone over all over again and like cycle. Did back they start around. at the 50s yeah. and then 60s? Like you know, I, okay, <laughs> okay. The 80s were great. I I mean. 80s movies, sure. Thumbs up. Ferris Bueller, yeah. we all love it. Not the fashion. I don't know if that ever uh, Um, Not for real, but like doing 80s makeup is a lot of fun. Because <laughs> it's Oh ridiculous. yeah, there is that. <laughs> it's like full on clown paint. I love it. So much sparkle. Oh, 80s parties are great because then you dress up like an absolute lunatic. So much hairspray. So, the book... Where are we now in the book? <laughs> oh, so... It's been five years since Halliday yeah. died. Fast forward. And um, they have not been able to solve the first clue um, of the Easter egg. And suddenly, and this book, this, this book suffers from a case of what I have termed, because of course he does, which is that there is no rhyme or reason for the main character, Wade Watts, no. to be as good at any of the things no. he is or as smart no. or as, like, able to deduce the things that no. he does other than the fact that he's the main right. character. Exactly. So, Wade has a sudden stroke of genius Mm -hmm. in his Latin class and puts together some Latin-y words in the clue and decides that the first key Mm -hmm. must be hidden on School Planet because all students have free access to School Planet and the creator must have wanted um, a A school child to find. Yeah. For For what? You know, kids are really good at running businesses. You know, (laughs) they are. Have you met Mark Zuckerberg? He is perfect and flawless and has never done anything wrong in his life. Because he's a robot. <laughs> Zuckerbot. <laughs> yes. Uh, Zuckerborg. Zuckerborg. That actually uh, brings me to another thing that really bothered me. So uh, mm-hmm. in talking about uh, how he miraculously comes up with the answer to the first key in, in class, uh, he's also talked about um, IOI, the other evil corporation. Yeah. Which, again, stands for something I don't remember. Because it, 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 it doesn't matter. But what he does yeah. explain to us is that it's pronounced I O I. And the only <laughs> reason why I can think that he explains it, because when you read it, it kind of looks like LOL. 
but you're reading mm-hmm. it. So it's clearly I. Right. I-O-I. Like, you don't need to explain to us how to pronounce an acronym. He didn't want us to be around calling it E-O-E. Like, this is a That's very serious book. Like, oh, E-O-E. It's E-O-E. Oh, no, it's I-O-I. Thank you for explaining this to us, Ernest. Thank you, Ernest. Klein. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, no. So there's <laughs> I-O-I, that, which he explains as being this, like, evil corporation who wants to take over for um, GSS, which is the corporation that uh, Halliday had started with his, you know, brosif. Yes. Og. Og. Uh, the great and powerful Og. I, oh, I hate, I hated that so much. Um, so I guess he was supposed to be like the Wozniak character. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. I don't Something care. Like um, but he, so, so GSS is this uh, corporation where, well, you can get in for free and he just wanted it to be accessible by, to, by everybody, regardless of your status. But IOI wants to take over it. And make it make you have to pay for everything, and not everybody will be able to have access, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Pause for a second. He only has access because he's a poor kid, as is every other person on the planet, as he has told us in great detail. For sixty, for pages. 60 or seventy or a hundred thousand pages, if the whole book is talking about how everybody's so poor. <laughs> Fine, I get that. So he only has access to the Ludus planet, which is the school. The only mm-hmm. reason why he has access to this is because the government gives him, or I guess it's Oasis, not the government, but Oasis gives yeah. him the, the shitty headset just for school. But since he doesn't have any mm-hmm. money, he if he transports to another planet, he has to be with somebody else who takes him with them. He can't afford to do it <laughs> yeah. himself. So this is a capitalistic system. There are lots of in-game purchases that you have to make. Lots of, like, loot crates, if you will. He talks at length about how he can't access most of what the game or, and the, the whole system has to offer because he can't afford it. And he gets at a point in the game where, like, where after he gets the first key, then he gets all the... They, they give him a bunch of money and a bunch of credits, and then he can, like, get his mm-hmm. apartment and all that kind of shit that he buys, and he buys the, the better... Um, haptic suit also at that point when he was explaining his new suit like i was like if you say the word haptic one more time i'm going to fucking punch you in the face everything is everything's haptic we fucking get it um so (laughs) he he has his gloves he's got his uh treadmill he's got the whole his whole setup that he can't have until he buys it it's just as capitalistic as ioi Mm -hmm. there's no difference it just hides it i guess ioi is now we find out okay with killing people to win it yeah yeah. Whatever. I think this is IOI is supposed to be like a stand-in for the um, like Ajit Pai and all those assholes who are trying to kill and are succeeding at killing oh, net yeah. neutrality, which I don't think are the same. I don't think they're really particularly analogous because he acts like Halliday is this like benevolent god who just wanted to give everybody access to every free video game in the world, but it's not. None of it's free. This uh, Oasis is also a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Let's not forget this. Yeah. This is, like, he's not Bernie Sanders. Like No, no. And also, Halliday kind of sounded like a um, totally antisocial jerk Oh, hole, so. absolutely. Oh, my God. What was it? Yeah. I know I wrote down a note about something that Halliday did. So, page 55, it says that on the few occasions that Halliday agreed to do interviews, his behavior came off as bizarre, even by game designer standards. He was hyperkinetic, aloof, and so socially inept that the interviewers often came away with the impression that he was mentally ill. Halliday tended to speak so rapidly that his words were often unintelligible, and he had a disturbing high-pitched laugh, 
made even more so because he was usually the only one who knew what he was laughing about. Oh, wow. So he's so smart that no one else gets his jokes. What a cool guy. Let's be friends. What a great... Yeah. When Halliday mm. got bored during an interview or a conversation, he would usually just get up and walk away without saying a word. What a cool guy to idolize. Which, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is this asshole character, Wade Watts' idol. He loves this guy. Loves him. Like, he... Like, he would fuck him if he could. But he's dead. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I, Maybe he will try in the Oasis now that he, spoiler alert, wins the contest no. and has ultimate powers. Maybe he will make a Halliday character. It for everyone. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I know you're really excited to read this no one. No one saw it coming. This book was <laughs> unpredictable. Said no one ever. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so okay. Halliday's a dick. And by so, the way... So- uh, Anybody who's going to try to argue that, like, that's just how game designers are, that they're aloof and they care about video games or whatever, uh, fucking, what's his name? Gabe Newell is famously awesome as a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, isn't the guy, like, um, Miyamoto, isn't that his name? The Nintendo guy? The guy that invented Mar- Mario? Miyamoto, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is I mean, he's not, like, famously awesome and best friends with everybody, but he's not a complete dick. Like, you don't have to be an absolute asshole mm-hmm. to also be a successful game designer. And I think that's kind of like what he's saying. Like you have to be this really, um, he even says it like uh, almost an Asperger's kind of personality to succeed and to be cool. And that's what makes him cool. And I'm like, no, being an asshole doesn't make you cool. It makes you an asshole. It doesn't make you a genius. Yeah. It just, again, it makes you an asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I hate this, like, glorification of being the antisocial yeah. nerd and, like, making people think that that's an okay lifestyle. To right. Because in the course of this book, like, Wade doesn't leave his apartment for six yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go outside, has food delivered, yeah. and doesn't talk to anyone in real he, life. Oh, at one like, point, he just, says that he threw he threw away all of his regular clothes, all of his street clothes. Yeah, and, he only... and shaved all his yes! hair. <laughs> no, no, he didn't shave it. He puts on a non-toxic hair removing gel. Oh yes, that's what it is. Instead of <laughs> shaving. shaving, so he has no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no body hair whatsoever. No He's hair. He's basically off. like the Prometheus guys. Oh my god! <laughs> that's how I was picturing him, like a less muscular. Like... <laughs> so gross! So gross! Like really shiny and like kind of wet for some reason. Oh, because he's, he's always, always sweating, sweating in his haptic suit. <laughs> you have to know that his apartment had such a funk. Oh, like disgusting. it stunk too hard. But he didn't know That's because gross. he had not left it. It was like he had not hey, left it for six uh, months. Hermetically it's like sealed, biodome. like oh, that's what hermetically yeah. sealed tomb of like his <laughs> jerk off stench. Which oh my god, oh god, it probably is. Oh my god, we okay, okay, <laughs> we'll we'll have to get there because okay, we, we've been talking for like forty five minutes and haven't gone through any of the plot yet. <laughs> what because the plot only takes place between page like one hundred and fifty and the end of the book. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, which is like 300 something pages. All of pages. this game it's... that takes place over the course of a year is only the second half of the book. He takes half mm-hmm. of it to get to any kind of plot, any action at yeah. all. <laughs> because he's too busy listing all of the fucking authors that he jerks off to, which, by the way, mm-hmm. all are men. So we're supposed to believe that this asshole Halliday only read science fiction by uh, by men and didn't read mm. any 
of like the Mad Adam trilogy, which is an amazing post-apocalyptic nope. science fiction series by Margaret Atwood, if nobody's read it. Mm-hmm. Um, he like there's Ursula K. Le Guin. Le, Le Guin I, I hate pronouncing her name. Um, there mm-hmm. is um, Octavia Butler. Yes, I almost said Octavia Spencer. That's an actress <laughs> who's also very awesome. Yeah, also <laughs> awesome, but not a science fiction author. Um, mm-hmm. all of these dudes that he just absolutely idolizes uh, directors too which I don't know as much about all movies dudes, yeah. as I do about um, uh, books but the, you just can't convince me that he never read one book by a female author that's and if he didn't unless he was doing it purposefully unless he was doing it purposefully <laughs> which I would believe I would believe that absolutely yes. of that asshole but I like I just don't believe that any science fiction like super nerd has never read like the left hand of darkness i just don't believe that but okay not in this world it's fine there are no women in this world maybe maybe um (laughs) so he does find the first clip it is on the school planet and it is a dungeon that's modeled off of a D &D module called tomb of horrors and wade watts has this module completely memorized because of course he does so he quickly makes his way through the dungeon until he reaches the end where he has to challenge a big bad guy to playing a game of joust. And he wins on the first try and that's because, of course, expl- he does. It is joust the video game, not actually jousting. Oh, which would have been so much cooler. Yeah, you're right. So it is cooler. joust the video game. So they're game. at, like, the arcade uh, consoles, like, left and right. Mm-hmm. They're not in a video game jousting, which would have been ten times cooler. Yeah, and totally doable. But no, they are playing an old arcade game yes. in a video game. Yes. And Wade Watts wins on the first try. And upon leaving, he meets up with a female avatar, and I guess later proved to be actual female girl. Oh, um, which he Artemis. has to make sure because he doesn't want to talk to any dudes. He actually at one point yes. asks her point blank whether or not she has had a sex change operation, just to be specific, to make sure that he's yes. not jerking off to a trans woman. So oh that was cute. my god, that was a cute yeah. thing that happened. The way that he interacts <sighs> with. Artemis is so creepy. It was giving me chills oh, reading it. Oh, like so I felt so uncomfortable. So um gross. yes. So Artemis is a semi-famous gunter who um yes, has a blog that <laughs> that Wade has been following for years. And he even goes so far as to like save every screen capture of her avatar that she posts online mm-hmm. and assumably like beats off to it later. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would save pictures of someone's avatar it's a great and question. so he meets her and they flirt awkwardly and start up this very like i think it's supposed to be sweet but really just like kind of overbearing relationship it's uh, very nice guy like oh yeah that's I'm what a nice it was. guy. it's very mm-hmm. much that like the whole and very which i think he says neck beardy like m'lady oh, m'lady like oh I, I honestly think that he says m'lady at some point uh, he, I'm sure he does. Uh, he, he's very much that like, oh no, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't care. Oh, because he wants to know part of part of the whole thing with finding out whether or not she's trans is finding out whether or not she looks like her avatar, which by the way, most female avatars are tall and model thin or wasp waisted <sighs> with big boobs and a big butt, but not her. Yeah. Artemis was shorter and she was uh curvy just how he likes women like not overweight n- curvy not overweight curvy specifies specifically curvy, like big boobs like hourglass whatever 
Yes. And so then she said, well, what if I, I don't look anything like my avatar, uh, you won't, wouldn't like me in person or whatever. And he's like, yes, I would. I'm not one of those guys who only cares about looks. I care about your personality. Right. We connected mentally. I'm in love with your mind. Uh-huh. He literally says that at one point, um, mm-hmm. which... Um, it is extremely gross. Anyway, so yeah, so he can, he continues to talk down to Artemis and make her, even though she is obviously just as good of a gamer as he is, mm-hmm. because she has she makes it to the uh, tomb before, right? It was a tomb, whatever. She yes. makes it to the mm-hmm. tomb before him. He just happens to be, a, because of course he, he does. Because uh, of course he is, yeah. He has memorized this game already. Uh, so she realizes what he's up to. He tries to kind of like be sly and get out of there before she realizes that he's already gotten the key. But too late. She figures it out because she's not a complete fucking idiot. Yes. Yeah. So and then he takes the key to the first gate. And upon entering the gate, he's like thrust into the role of Matthew Broderick's character in War Games. And he has to act out the whole movie um, perfectly mm-hmm. in order to pass the gate and move on mm-hmm. to the next key. So he's like getting points, which was kind of cool. I will admit it was kind of a cool idea where you were like given points for how well that you have, you can recite the lines and act out the part of someone. Yeah, that's a cool a idea. Movie, and I guess, but he does it perfectly on the first try. And again, also, uh, yes, I can for the most part recite like beauty and the beast and Monty Python. And like, I, we've all like mm-hmm. memorized movies and movie lines, but princess bride for me. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> He, there's no way that I believe that he has it absolutely 100% memorized flawlessly without any hiccups the first try. Like, that's stretching. But of course he does. Of course he does. Okay, like, He's the main character. I know. We're supposed to be suspending our disbelief. This is a novel. Like, immerse yourself in this reality. But it's so hard to immerse mm-hmm. myself in this reality when really he has is. to stop every five minutes and, like, explain why this thing is happening. Like, you don't need to explain it. We just get, we're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, let it happen. Just, we accept that that's a conceit of your Show us. Like, yeah. You don't have to yeah. tell us. <laughs> Show us this thing. Uh, and I was, I'm just, like, very clearly reminded, and this is going to be, like, kind of, like, book snooty of me, but just, like, <laughs> reminded of um, A Clockwork Orange, where, like, we're presented with this entire new slang that is based off of a non-English language and we're not given a like glossary or anything we just kind of have to go along and figure out what like horror show and all the other terms are yeah but I, can we both agree that Clockwork Orange is a much better novel oh yeah yeah I know that's what I'm saying okay. it's like we don't need to like have it explained to us like step by step what every single stupid little thing means no, like no we don't we yes, don't we can figure Orange. it out because again this book is for nerds. It's written, and that's mm-hmm. why I was so surprised that I didn't like it, because this book is for me. Like, it is, mm-hmm. I love science fiction, I love video games, I love, though it's not really mentioned in the book that at all that much, but, like, Harry Potter is, like, my fucking jam. Um, mm-hmm. Like, all of these things I love. But you don't like creepy but guys. But I don't like creepy so guys. So that's kind of a And there's yeah. nothing that uh, I love more. And any, I, f- I feel like any woman who kind of can identify with being a nerd, quote unquote, whatever that means to you, you love it so much when a man comes up to you and says, and you say like, oh yeah, no, I love Star Wars. Oh, do you though? Then like, Proven. what planet is Chewbacca from? And then you say, well, he's from planet Kashyyyk. And they're like, oh yeah, really? Well then like, what's Boba Fett's ship's name? And you're like, it's the slave one. And they're like, yo, whatever, bitch, you're fat. And then walk away. Like, we love that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we love it. 
I yeah, I really like being talked down to. It's it. one of my favorite. I love it. It makes me horny. <laughs> That's why I married Michael. He's incredibly condescending. <laughs> <laughs> Artemis finds the ne- finds the key next, and then also H does, um, and then two Japanese brothers, Shoto and Daito. Oh, and also wait, these- because of course the the top three people are all friends. Yeah, H, and, and and though he does give H a clue or whatever. Yeah, he tells H. But how to Artemis, like they're they become like this friend group kind kind of. Um, kind of, yeah. Because they don't want to be too friendly because they're competitive, com- competitive. competitive. They're competing against each other. Yeah, but also, <laughs> what a weird coincidence that they're all three North American people who have run across each other in other situations. Like, that's just that's very out of the, funny. I'm assuming, like, there's 7 million people on the planet now in this post-apocalyptic nightmare. I'm assuming mm-hmm. there are a couple more billion. And out of all of the billions of people playing this fucking game, the top three happen to know each other. Yeah, it's very convenient. Okay. And very whitewashed. Um, Don't even fucking start with me. <laughs> but there's two Japanese guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, and of, spoiler like, alert. Are we going to talk about one H? Of them oh, yeah. Well, well. Oh, yeah. And then H is like. We don't know. H. Yeah, we don't know. We assume H is a male because that he has is. assumed that H is a male. Because yes, why else because would H he is be friends Avatar. with somebody who's not a dude? And his, uh, his avatar we, is a, um, a white man. Yes, yes. But we later learn that H is actually an overweight black girl. Yeah. Which is how she, like, she mm-hmm. she says that. Like, I feel. She does. Oh, she I actually. I felt like I was, like, saying that accusatory. No, accusatory, no, no. She but says. But I wasn't. Like, that's just. At, yeah. at the end, again, he gets, he they meet in person. And uh, she he sees her for the first time. And he's like, what? And he's, he's kind of surprised. And she goes, what you didn't think I'd be a fat black chick uh yeah. that's like the actual <laughs> quote and he's like no I mean ugh. and he like stutters something stupid and ignorant um and she's then she tells her story and it turns out that her mom told her that she should play as a white character a, a white male because she'd like get further which mm-hmm. is probably correct like let's be honest and mm-hmm. it's a <laughs> very true like right <laughs> Because we we know as women when we play video games as our as female characters we are objectified and harassed and yes, all kinds yes. of lovely stuff. So then he white knights and he decides I don't care that you're that you're African American and that you're not a man you're still my best friend. Na na na. God damn it, friend. <laughs> Ruins everything. And oh, she's also gay. Oh which yeah. I don't think it's just like he tried to stuff every other category mm-hmm. of yeah existence you could be no, we into don't, one character we don't need... that's like assumed to be a white male the entire time which is like I kind of see what he's trying to do there but it was not executed well like everything else in this book it was poorly executed <laughs> it was not because executed. instead of having yeah. a wide range of characters and representative of multiple different facets of life it is like you said like let's stuff everything into one character and he's like but I like you anyway yeah. Oh, thank you, white male, for being accepting of people that are different. Yeah, exactly. You deserve an award. Like, thank you. Literally, exactly. I uh, <laughs> here's your trophy, and he gets yeah. one, but he shares. Wow. It. He shares it with his friends and his girlfriend. Oh, he's so sweet. They split it evenly. Ugh. Um. Barf. 
So let me think what happened. So Artemis and ends up dumping Wade because he tells her he loves her, and it's like way too soon for that, I guess. And she wants to focus on finding the key. Oh yeah, because they're and they're at key. Og's birthday party, which they're allowed. Yeah, to, they're invited yeah. to Og's birthday party, which is on the party planet, which <laughs> which is literally it's on party it's a planet. planet. Like, <laughs> which okay, but also <laughs> sure why he he keeps talking about like some zone some zones in uh different planets in different areas are um not uh pvp friendly or whatever like you can't meaning you can't fight either using magic or uh weapons right why would the party planet be a pvp zone it's a party yeah. planet dude we're all there to have a good time we're here to party and like celebrate this old dude's birthday for some reason yeah. who is like a wizard who was also <laughs> djing the party yeah. which I pictured him, honestly, I pictured him as Steve Wozniak, so it's like a big, fat, gray-haired, like, beardy weirdo. I think that, yeah, I, because that I was definitely kind of, also... That was kind of it. No, or do you, you think he's more in like my a Paul mind, Allen? No, he was R. like a George Lucas in my mind. So still gray, fat, beardy guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely still the exact same image, but that's who I was imagining. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but like, DJ. Yeah, the DJ as in like Wizard's Garb. Super cool, and he's talking about how he's... Uh, he's manipulating not only the music but the surroundings, like the actual yeah, planet. The he would make the planet and spin and all the lights, and like he would suspend gravity, and you'd be able to fly at certain points, and everything was like this is what this guy spends his time doing is <laughs> his game, his birthday. Where he's all powerful <laughs> because I don't know so about cool. you guys, but I know a few seventy-three year olds, and none of them want to have dance party birthdays. <laughs> But what if it was a virtual dance party birthday? He wouldn't actually have to dance. He just sits there in his little machine. like He just types, like, dance. <laughs> dance. 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 Like, W-A-S-D. W-A-S-D in a little circle. What's the and wow? Just... Like, the, the, the slash command on wow from dance. Oh, God. Is it just dance? It I don't know. Slash dance. That's what it is. Slash it's dance. slash dance. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's funny because then Wade actually does say that he, like, uploaded a program to help him dance because oh, he doesn't have the any dance moves. Yeah, the <laughs> Because that's again what every eighteen-year-old uh, boy aspires to is dancing like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. No, it's totally John Travolta and Hairspray. Come on. <laughs> Welcome to the sixties. Welcome to the 60s. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's way too early. Hey, mama. The 80s are cool, not the 60s, Anna. yeah. God, idiot. Oh, shit. So, Artemis breaks up with Wade at the super dance party. Right Right before they're attacked by the Yeah, by EOB guys. The Sucksores. That's the Sucksores. S-U-X-0-R-Z, in case you were wondering. Sucksores. Yeah, so which is what the Gunters call the the EOE employees. EOE. (laughs) EOE. Um, And Og kills everybody. Um, And then Artemis flies off and finds the next key. And Wade gets mad because a girl did something better than he did. So he doubles down his efforts to find the key. Um, And he mistakenly follows the clues to a planet called Arcade, which is like Arcade but spelled like sci-fi yeah it was like a-r-c-a-i-d-e or something like that yeah like, something st- A-R-C-H- I think there's like an h or A-R-C-H-A-I-D-E, yeah like arch aid um which- and he finds a pac-man machine with a magical quarter right. stuck to it and he assumes he just assumes he has to play a perfect game of pac-man in order to find the next key 
So he plays a perfect game of Pac-Man because, of course, he does. On the first and try, right? The, Isn't... Oh, no. Oh, no, no. He plays it for, like, six hours, and he, like, exploits, yeah. like, glitches in the game so he can go pee. And, like, he explains all of this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, he explains you don't have to explain so, a so bathroom boring. break, Wade. We get it. Yeah, you thanks. probably peed at We get point. it. <laughs> Although I'm surprised he doesn't have, like, a haptic pee cup. <laughs> a haptic diaper. <laughs> <laughs> um... But the, his interpretation of the clue was incorrect, and all he does is win a magic quarter, which will become important later. Mm-hmm. So finally, H gives him a hint about how to find the next key, which, like, the other cool thing that Wade did was totally dump his friend H for a girl. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, Super so they cool. haven't really been talking, but then H is like, here's how you find the second key. We're even now because you told me how to find the first key. So Wade goes and collects the second key on the first try because, of course, he does. Mm-hmm. And, um, but meanwhile, like, the EOE Saxoers have been tracking Artemis and H through some magical item that they have and to get to the next key, and they're all there, and a battle ensues, and then Daito, one of the Japanese brothers, dies, but also he dies IRL because... they murder him. Yeah, they murder him in real life because EOE is bad guys. Also, they, like, blew up Wade's house earlier. Oh, yeah. Which we we forgot to mention. Like, they just, like, exploded... The stacks and killed a bunch of innocent people, yeah. but Wade wasn't there because, of course, he wasn't. Right. And then he runs away to Columbus, Ohio. Because, Anna, I feel like you can vouch for the fact that Columbus, Ohio is legit. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I did live there for four years, and I can say it is... <laughs> is it too legit to quit? It is. No, I, qu- I quit it. Um, <laughs> I moved away from there. a lot. I, I mean, it's not a bad city, but it is certainly not on its way to being but this is post-apocalyptic, the Silicon Valley of the Midwest. This is post-apocalyptic Columbus where you live in an old Hilton. And you... True. By, by the way, we have not talked about how he bought a fuck doll. Oh my god, I so forgot. Okay, so yeah. So he after he finds the first key, he gets famous and gets a lot of money. And after Artemis breaks up with him, he gets super sad and uses his fortune he's a virgin. to buy... Yes, because he's a virgin. He... Which yeah, is, no you know, super him. important to him as someone who is a red pill himself. Yeah, because remember, he kids, the most <laughs> important thing is how and when you have sex for the first time. It's very, you're, mm, all yeah. of your self-worth sacred. relies on that one moment. Yes, and if you have it too early, you're just a dirty, dirty Only slut. if you're a girl, though. Only if you're a girl. If you're a man, then you're a stud. Do it whenever you want. Um, but he buys a, an anatomically correct, I think it's not even like an entire doll. It's just like what I imagined was like, basically a rump with <laughs> I feel like he, <laughs> he explains it as being like one of the mid-range because he goes into detail of describing what a fuck there doll is, is and I'm so like, we know what a much fuck description of this oh throwaway God, idea this, of a sex doll. it is ridiculous oh I can't and then but then he talks about like how he had to throw it out because he was fucking it too much and then he goes... For he stayed multiple days in a brothel yeah, in a virtual brothel in a virtual brothel fucking this silicon thing Multiple, like in one go, yeah. multiple days. I mean, he's, like, he was having sex so for days. Energy. God, it's like oh, my he dream. was masturbating. For that. Yeah. So then he explains. He goes in to explain that he got rid of the fuck doll because um, he realized that what he was really doing was just essentially using something else to masturbate. But then he also explains why he thinks masturbation is okay, and he quotes Halliday's book verbatim <sighs> because there is a, an excerpt in the book. For why Halliday thinks jerking off is cool, so you should too. And I'm gonna admit, Anna, I've never done it before, but after reading this, I was like, I'm gonna try it. 
It turns out <laughs> he was right. <laughs> wow, masturbating is great. This new thing you that know, I've never I didn't tried. have the courage until oh I read God. Ready Player One Ready Player to touch one. my no-no zone. I, my mommy told me that was a no-no zone. Hold on, I really yeah. want to find this excerpt because it was so fucking funny. Please do. I I can't tell you how hard I laughed. Wait, I found it. I found it. I found it. Okay. So he cites the, uh, it's AA241 colon 87. Like, this is a fucking Bible. Which I guess for him it is. It's like his incel Bible. For him, yeah. Um, I would argue that masturbation is the human animal's most important adaptation. The very cornerstone of our technological civilization. Our hands evolved to grip tools, uh, to grip tools all right, including our own. Not female masturbation, just male masturbation. Just male masturbation. Just to be very clear. You see, thinkers, inventors, and scientists are usually geeks, and geeks have a harder time getting laid than anyone. <sighs> right. Ask our husband. Hey, oh. have <laughs> never done it. Uh, without the built-in sexual release, <laughs> we have yet to have consummated our marriage. Without the built-in sexual release valve provided by masturbation, it's doubtful that early humans would have ever mastered the secrets of fire or discovered the wheel. Okay, and you can bet that Galileo, Newton, and Einstein never would have made their discoveries if they hadn't been able to clear their heads by slapping the salami or <laughs> knocking a few protons off the old hydrogen atom, which is what I've always Ayo. called it. How did, how did he know? <laughs> the same goes for Marie Curie. Oh, good. He's acknowledged that there was one Representation. Uh, but then he says, before she discovered radium, you can be certain she first discovered the little man in the canoe. End quote. Guys, mm, it's this just... goes without saying, I thought. Did we need to explain that masturbation's fun? Is this a thing that we needed to take two pages to explain? Well, we needed a man to tell us it was okay to give in to our right. animals. And like you said, photos. now that he told me it was okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give myself, myself permission you. to do it. Thank you, yeah. Ernest Klein. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh Hashtag my God. ran over. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Now I feel all gross. Now I feel all gross. I got. I felt. I. I felt perpetually gross from the moment I started rereading this shard yeah. of a novel. The shard of a novel. <laughs> uh, oh so let's see. So there's like this epic battle. Wade gets the second key, goes through the second gate, which involves some Blade Runner references and another video game. Yeah. Um, and he does it perfectly the first. Oh time. yeah, he has to. He has to do the the Voigtkampf. Uh, test, which is in Blade yes. Runner what they use to tell if you're a human or an android. Which is kind of interesting because like, you're a human, but you're a virtual human, so... Right. But I guess are you're... Are you a real human still? I mean, that is the eternal question of when you create artificial intelligence that is intelligent enough to pass the Turing mm -hmm. test, where does consciousness or organic consciousness end and artificial consciousness begin? This is the eternal question that Ernest Klein is not intelligent enough mm -hmm. to answer in this book. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, so, go watch Westworld. It's much better. <laughs> oh. I, I can't wait for that to come back. All right. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Third key is a rush reference. Wade gets it because of course he does. Because of course he does. Um, because he's also the, like master of the drums also. Uh, or yeah, like, and whatever. he can play guitar and a bunch of stuff. <sighs> 
Uh, but the problem with the third gate is that the EOE suckers get there first, and they set up a blockade that literally no one can get into. Mm-hmm. It's an impenetrable fortress of a sphere that they've used to surround the gate. Sure. No one can get into sure. it. So Wade hatches this crazy idea where he becomes an indentured servant mm-hmm. to EOE, because this is IOI, because this is a thing in the future where you can... If you owe a company too much money, they can right. take you in as an indentured so servant. So I guess for you. He, this is, a, to be very honest, this is part of the book that I was skimming because I got so frustrated with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did he, had he planned this in advance because they catch him, they, they capture him because he stopped paying his bills? Yeah, well, he, so what he did was he, like months and months and months ago on the underground Lee Taxor's warehouse, right. someone put up codes for IOI's intranet. Um, and he bought them on the off chance that they would ever become useful to him. Because sure. of course because he of did. Course he does. And then, so I guess, like, once they put up this blockade, he hacks he hacks into the, like, Mad the U.S. government citizenship database uh-huh. and makes it look like he owes IOI money, oh, but he okay. doesn't really. Okay. So they come pick him okay. up. And then, like, once he's ready to break out, he hacks back into the government's website and takes away his debt and deletes his personality right. and he, because he had already gotten a new alias and this is him he i don't remember yeah. what it was like brett something bryce, bryce or something stupid yeah. and that he so now he yeah. switches back to his wade watts identity yes because um, he was on the run from right. ioi because they tried to kill right. him or whatever but it's like we're assuming a lot here so we already said like five years we've already kind of decided is not enough time for him to memorize as much like trivial to the knowledge extent about that the 80s did. as he has like yes this, to the extent that he expert- has like flawless way like all of these yeah. hundreds of video games all of these movies books etc it's just, it's incredible i just i find that hard to fathom even yeah. if that's all he was doing which i guess it kind of was like he's just basically i kind of but he was also a full-time student that's true he was also learning to play guitar and then apparently also he was learning how to oh no he had to um fix up in order in order to make money back when he lived in the stacks before he got famous for finding the first key first mm-hmm. he um made money by fixing up old oasis rigs mm-hmm. and stuff so like he had a job mm-hmm. he had school he was memorizing 80s mm-hmm. facts and trivia and then he was also learning how to hack better than any um, hacker and this is from yeah, the age shit. What was that movie? the age of 13 to 15 war games yes I mean, yes because he this was five years and he's 17 in this book so yeah, he turns he turn 18 in the course of the yeah. novel. So yes. he's between 12 and 17. He's mastered being the best hacker ever. And I guess it's kind of like the the kid from... Have you seen War Games, by the way? I haven't. Uh, it's, a, it's not bad. But basically, we're supposed to think that Wade Watts is like this super genius, um, mm-hmm. you know, savant or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, super it's awesome. Just, it's just hacking. too... I, I, I don't know. It's too many things. You can't do all right. of the things, Wade Watts. Right. You cannot. Right. <sighs> so he hacks, he gets arrested, he hacks another system, he finds out all the information he needs to reveal that IOI is murderers, and then, and that they're stalking him and all his friends. And then he breaks out of indentured servitude, mm-hmm. tells his friends what's going on, right. leaks this information to the media. Right. Um, and then Og steps in and is like, come to me, children, and I will provide you a safe haven while yeah. you go through the third gate. Which, can um, we all talk about how there's no way that this dude didn't know that IOI was trying to kill these kids the whole time? 
Yeah, and then he he's just like very... mocking us out of nowhere and is like, come on, I'll save you. After the first kid has already been thrown out of a window. Like, literally defenestrated. Yeah. And, yeah, and Wade Watts is home blown up. Like, he's yeah. like, well, you know, on Halliday's deathbed, like, we were kind of estranged friends. But then on his deathbed, he told me to, like... Oh, because he was in love with his watch wife. over the contest. Yeah, and make sure that it, like, goes... Uh, uh-huh. goes plays out the way I wanted it to play out and Og's like okay I will do that but then like doesn't step in until this yeah. moment at the end which you said like is day of sex mocking out it's just like yeah. I will save you there was, yeah and there was like no I mean I guess there was like a little foreshadowing that Og had like more powers than an ordinary player would but there was well, nothing inv- to suggest that like Og was interested in this game at all oh no he just Other like comes up out of nowhere and he's like I was spying on you the, the whole time. time. Yeah, thanks for coming to my birthday party. I didn't write a thank you note, though. Yeah. Like, so they... Um, oh, yeah, so also while he was in their intranet, he, like, releases a series of commands for a thing to happen at a specific time that will be very beneficial to the plot of the story. So... Because, of course, yeah. Wade breaks out of indentured servitude. They go, they fly to Seattle... Um, which is when Wade meets everybody in person for the first time. So, like, H comes and I guess H lives in an RV mm-hmm. because she was kicked out of her home when she came out to her parents. Right. And um, so she lives in an RV and she's mobile, which is why IOI never found her. But she comes and she picks up Wade and they go to the airport to get on Og's private jet, fly to his home where he welcomes them in with open arms, which is like, to me, if you know that there are people out there trying to kill you because of your position in this Easter egg hunt, why would you go with a virtual stranger to their home? That's like, where there question. was no witnesses to you going it's there a great at question. all. <laughs> it just seems like, and it turned out fun. Well, we trusted him but what if it didn't? And, like, well, there's a lot of things that Wade does that, like, doesn't make sense. The whole thing where he yeah gives all of this information to Artemis. He completely, like, breaks down um, all of this, uh, all of his, like, kind of barriers that he's put up to protect himself because he, he talks about, like, how he won't share certain information with H. Their friendship only goes so far mm-hmm. because they are separate gamers and they're trying to separately win. Or th- Gunters, sorry, yeah. Gunters. Gunters. Uh, I hope everybody <laughs> at this point has looked up what Gunt means. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then all of a sudden, I, I don't know. I just think that his character in general is too trusting and not savvy enough. Though he might be yeah, technically smart and like technically have all of these things mastered and all of these skills mastered, socially he has, is incredibly incompetent. And yes. for all four of these people to just be like, okay, well, I mean, maybe it's just that they're like, well, this is our last... Uh, Resort because they know now that they're all being hunted by the Sixers. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess might as well. We're going to fucking die anyway because this Get asshole back. is after us. <laughs> Surrender. Might as well die in the lap of luxury instead of here yeah. in I, broken downtown Columbus. I guess. And slash yeah. wherever Japan and Portland or wherever. Yeah. And, uh, wherever. Oh, no. Wherever. She, 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 Artemis was in She's Vancouver. in Vancouver. She was, Canadian. Yeah. A. Because she's, hey, not American. Uh-huh. Canadian. It's different. It's different. What, well, yeah, yes, it is very different. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it's not different enough. So there's another fight. Wade kills the head honcho at IOI because, mm-hmm. of course, he does. Mm-hmm. Shoto's avatar dies somewhere in this process mm-hmm. of killing. Um, so it's left down to Wade, Artemis, and H mm-hmm. enter the third gate. And as soon as they do... 
IOI launches a bomb that blows up literally yeah. everyone and everything except the game. Right. It's basically so the everybody dies. Everybody dies. Yes. Everybody dies and everything is destroyed mm-hmm. too, which is the other stupid thing. But um, except wait, because remember he had that magic quarter <gasps> from earlier. It gave him an extra life. What? So yeah, so he doesn't die. He's the chosen one. He <laughs> enters Aww. the third gate. Yes. Mm-hmm. He enters the third gate. He plays a game called Tempest. Acts out the entirety of Monty Python. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Go back to the Tempest thing. So, yes. Everybody's dead, but they're, I mean, their avatars are dead. They're inside his Mm -hmm. headset talking to him the whole way. So, Mm -hmm. at one point, uh, Artemis says, oh, yeah, you know, obviously it's the Tempest because that was his favorite game. And he put a quote, or uh, Halliday put a quote in there from the Tempest. And so that's why you should have already known that this was a key. And so then Shoto goes, wow, she's like really smart. And I'm like, yes, she's been better at this game than you the whole time. She's been either first or second place the whole fucking game. And Shoto was always like 10th place. Yeah, Yeah. of course she's smart, you fucking asshole. God. Oh, but it's because she- But she's a girl. She's a girl and she reads Shakespeare. What a loser. Like, uh, I, I bet she's actually fat. Oh, my God. The horror. God. I, yeah. So that was one thing that stood out to me as an, one thing. Thing a thousand on the list of, like, unnecessary <laughs> sexist on a long remarks. List. <laughs> Turns uh, out the person who's best at the game is pretty smart. What? Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Because I don't know if we liked this but She book has a vagina. How? <laughs> I thought that like deducted IQ it points. It does. From you. The I, woman's wow. brain is a do third the size like, of a man's. It's just science. Wait, do you think this means that like I could be smart if I wanted? No. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> no. Good. Nice. I didn't nice try that. Sounded like a lot of. That sounded like a lot of pressure. So then they find he finds the Easter egg and wins and gets the girl. And that's yeah. the end of the They split it. They split it, was it very three dumb. ways. By the way, the thing, the reason why she has terrible self-esteem and she doesn't want him to see him is because she has a port wine stain. Who cares? Oh, yeah. And he's like... Who cares? And he's like, oh, this is why you... And she, I just thought you were going to think I was so ugly. I'm deformed. I think you're more beautiful in real life than your avatar. Uh, that's making out, by the way. That was my making out impression. Uh. It was very attractive. I, she can, yeah, right? I get closer to the camera. Uh. <laughs> I'm sure Emily is in love with this. Yes. Um, <laughs> she doesn't even have the visual aid. I know. Um, God, we should have recorded the video, too. Um, yeah, no, it's it's fucking terrible. So it's super predictable. He wins. They all... But then there's no... I guess there's going to be a second book, because there's no follow-up as to, like, what they do with their millions, yeah. millions, and millions. I guess it was confirmed money. last year that mm-hmm. he's writing a sequel. Yeah. Thank God. We've all been so, screaming for one. I guess... People love yeah. this book, and I, I guess I don't... Yeah, I guess this can kind of go into silver lining. <sighs> yeah, so, I, so I, it has redeeming qualities. There are certain things that I, I, I laughed at, I thought were clever. Um, there was something that I read today that I thought was genuinely clever, but I don't remember what it was, so it doesn't matter. Uh, the idea, <laughs> and, and so I think of this, I think that the idea is very cool, and it could mm-hmm. be a very, like, an excellent novel or series of novels if 
the author had the writing skill and prowess of a much better author. But unfortunately, his mm. idea is too large to uh, for his skill to be able to fully flesh out. Shots fired! Sorry. Come, <laughs> yeah, don't I, at me. I, you I, can't. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> oh, lucky. I got sucked in, and now I can't quit it. Um, my silver lining goes that I'm kind of, like I already said, I kind of like the genre, um, which all started for a, um, when I was probably like 13 or 14, got really into an anime video game series, the Dot Hack series, mm-hmm. which is about a kid who gets stuck in a video game, um, which is like a virtual reality game mm-hmm. similar to this, and then like... I, it's it's very good and I like it. Sure. Um, and so I, I guess that just has kind of influenced my reading tastes in this regard. Very formative experience there mm-hmm. for me. So I like I like the genre, but like you said, yeah, if it was just a little bit better it's, of a book, it's just it. I and been. I've never I've admittedly never read anything else in the the genre. Uh, what do you call it? Uh-huh. Literary RPG. Lit RPG. RPG. Yeah. Uh, so I've never read anything else in that genre, um, but I would definitely, I would try it, you know. I'll, re- mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try anything once. Like, <laughs> um, But this, for me, was just, it was poorly written. Um, the blatant sexism and homophobia. Like, at one point, he mm-hmm. um, calls somebody a twink as a, which, uh, as a slur, which is, like, awesome. for no reason. Why? Okay. Um, well, was was there a character you related to at all? In, Absolutely not. Throughout the book? Absolutely not. No. Mm. I tried. I don't... I get. Mine was like... I guess like Og was the least hateable just because he was the least present. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, mm, okay. I didn't... But yeah, really like... Maybe... There's just maybe a lot of toxic characters. H is... Yeah. Maybe Artemis because the whole like... No, I lost respect for girl. Artemis. Because she fell for all of uh, Parzival's bullshit. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wade's Wade's avatar is called Percival. Parzival. Um, because, like, that's the original version of Percival from the Knights of the Round yeah. Table. It was originally spelled Parzival. So, like, that's why. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> um, also, um, can we talk about how who we think... In the beginning, the villain is going to be this guy named Irock, and then he's gone and never comes back. And then he disappears forever. Yeah. Chekhov's villain, I guess is what we're calling him. Yeah, um, I don't Or no, just, the opposite of Chekhov's gone. villain. What would that be? Because Chekhov's gun is like... Uh, yeah, it reappears. The idea, like, if something act, is in the first act, it has to reappear in the third act, but he didn't. Yeah. Because... Yeah, he just vanished. Because Ernest Klein is not a good writer. Why? Yeah. You don't put anything in a plot... That is unnecessary, and this Irock character is unnecessary. Like, 100%. all he is is a dick for, like, 30 pages, and then we never hear from him again. So, <laughs> if he... It would have been cool if it came back in the end and found out that Irock had gone to work for the Sixers and was Sorrento, oh, yeah. and, like, was Sorrento's, like, you know, right-hand man or whatever, and he was like, yeah, yeah fuck like you, a spy. Possible. I'm gonna fuck you up. It's like he forgot. It's like he meant he to do that, but that then guy. forgot, and then put it in, yeah. like, out to publish... Because also, <laughs> oh shit! I also no. there was no editor. There's clearly I wrote on multiple notes. Did he have an editor? Is there an editor anywhere? I'd like to hire one. His name was Schmerner Schmein. Oh my god! No relation. Oh wait, I found that the quote that I wanted to read uh, that was really sexist. Um, mm-hmm. So he's talking about being in class, 
um, and his least favorite teacher, which is a history teacher, I want to say. And, oh, here we go. Of course, we didn't know who Mr. Ivanovich was or where he lived. We didn't know his real name or even if he was really a man. For all we knew, he could have been a small Inuit woman living in Anchorage, Alaska, who had adopted this appearance and voice to make her students more receptive to her lessons. So, Inuit women, <laughs> native Alaskans, can't mm -hmm. teach high school. Especially, no especially if they have vaginas, because you can't mm -hmm. get respect as a no. uh, native woman with, I don't know, for, to, to teenagers. <laughs> I Speechless. They, they were Absolutely so much just speechless. like, just so casual about it, yeah. too. Just like, oh, mm -hmm. well, she probably had to pretend sexy. to be a man because obviously, why would I listen to a woman, especially if she was brownish? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, gross. Casual racism gross. is pretty fun, yeah. right? Yeah, if you could be anyone, why wouldn't you just be a white uh, man? <laughs> <laughs> so what would you rather be reading in place of this <sighs> wonderful book? Literally any other book. Um, <laughs> a phone book? Um, a phone book? <laughs> no. Uh, so I actually was reading Cloud Atlas when you so rudely oh. asked me to uh, do this podcast and I abandoned <laughs> Cloud Atlas so sorry. Uh, for I'm this so book. Sorry. So I will finish reading Cloud Atlas. I'm very mm -hmm. excited. I've heard oh, uh, okay. from multiple... Actually, I, I was reading it because uh, the weather is like kind of nice now in Houston. So I'd been like going to cafes, like sitting outside and reading. Oh, um, I'm so jealous. It was like 28 degrees here this morning. Uh, so. I, I don't know. I'd still trade with you. It's still so humid and gross. Yeah. And I love that. I love okay. that. So well, I'm from Houston. Like a weird You're invited. Um, yes. But uh, I got people like stopping on the street, like walking by like, hey, is that Cloud Atlas? That's an awesome book. And I'm like, I'm trying to read it if you fuck off. <laughs> but Thank you. I know. Yeah. But it's, I mean, hey, it's, I'm very excited that's about a, it. That's high praise though. Someone randomly tells you. I've never been like... compelled to stop somebody on the street to do anything other than pet their dog. Um, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> like, I hate interrupting people that are reading. Yes. Because yeah, um, I hate being but... interrupted while reading, asshole. No, mm -hmm. it's fine. No, so I'm excited <laughs> to read that. I also do want to finish my guilty pleasure read, which is uh, Lethal White. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. What were you mumbling? I, I said Ready Player oh, One. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, I'm all set on Ernest Klein. I um, would rather be reading... Um, a sci-fi series by an author named Rachel Bach. It's the first book is Fortune's Pawn. I don't remember the name of the series. It's Honors something, Paradox something. I don't remember. Sorry. It's called the first book in the series is Fortune's Pawn by Rachel Bach, which is a sci-fi series about a female mercenary character who is um, just kind of like this rough and tough girl, and she kind of stumbles across a conspiracy um, while she is on a um, doing like a security on a trade route sort of thing and it is very good I like I enjoy Rachel Bach's writing style she also writes under the name Rachel Aaron um, when she writes fantasy books she writes under a different name than when she writes sci-fi books and all her stuff is very good so recommend cool very cool. sounds good um yeah, so I guess that about wraps it up for this fortnight, which is a weird thing to say because Emily always says that, um, <laughs> but I had to say it, and it felt weird. Um, so thank you, Lindsay, You're for welcome. joining us for this episode, and I'm so sorry you had to read this book. I, you know, I, um, I you asked me. I picked the book, so I apologize you to you. 
But yeah. well, no, you opened my eyes, See? and now my Goodreads rating has changed and is less embarrassing. Oh, I, so and you know what? <laughs> I I will go change my Goodreads rating right now because I had put three. I'm giving it one. We're going down down to one good. star. I good good. I hate this book so much, and I don't know. That's fucking come at me good. if you want. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> even though I don't have Twitter, <laughs> I never go, go on Facebook. So. Is there anything you would like to promote or give a shout out to while you are here to in our airspace? Like my my Instagram account. I just yeah. posted a really cute picture of Fred. Um, so if anyone wants to see that. Um, sure, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> picture of Fred in the bath looking at me like I tried to Oh, yeah. Him. I was going to say your Instagram. But um, yeah. I'll give sure. a picture of Fred, too. He's cute. Yeah. Um, you know, there is actually something that I would like to promote. Uh, not promote, but, like, if you would like a supplemental reading, I'm going to look up the exact mm-hmm. article. And, Anna, if you want to put this in the show yes. notes, it's an actual, very eloquently written critique of this book, unlike the rambling that you and I were just doing. <laughs> the um, two hours of conversation we've had. Yeah. So, sorry, Em, this episode is a little long. It's a little long. long. <laughs> and we knew it was going to be long, too. Like, we were talking yeah. yesterday or day before, like, this is going to fucking suck uh, for Em. Yeah. I apologize in advance. Yeah. But it, I want to, I just want to say the name of the author of this. Um, I had read it, like, um, years ago when I was actually reading the book. And I felt like mm-hmm. I was the only person ever. I couldn't, I didn't know anybody who didn't love this book. I'm like, am I the, I felt like I was the crazy one. Like, am I, like, the only person in the world who thinks this book is garbage? I'll find it later. And we can. Yeah, I was looking too, but I... It's, I think yeah, it's, on the, I think it's on the Verge. Is, um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll find, find it, and we will put it in the show notes. Again, eloquent and well thought out. <laughs> See, so, yeah, a little bit. It adds legitimacy to our podcast. There you go. It is legit, Anna. Never, ever <laughs> doubt yourself. Thank you. <laughs> So, if you're a woman who has experienced the fake geek girl phenomenon, um, why don't you tweet at us about it at HateReadCast, or send us an email at HateReadCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. If you have not yet subscribed to us, please do so on whatever podcast aggregator app or website that you use. And if it is iTunes, please leave us that five-star review. Um, we also have a, a little bit of a website up now, um, which is hatereadcast.wordpress.com, which we can also start leaving links for below in the um, show notes, but it's not really fully fleshed out yet. There's some stuff there, like a list of all of our episodes and stuff, but we will be adding things like transcripts and more information about hosts and guest hosts if they want us to add information on there about them and um, other things about ourselves in the podcast as we think of them in the words of Ernest Klein, it's not over until it's over, and it's not over yet. <laughs> yes. Is that Yay. really a quote? Was that in the book? I don't remember. That, that. is seriously a quote Jesus from the book, Christ. yes. <laughs> God damn it. This guy needs to take like six or 8,000 creative writing classes. If I ever see his fucking DeLorean in Austin... I he won't. lives in yes, Austin. He lives in Austin. He drives around that douche mobile everywhere. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. Please find I've him never found and him. heckle I've him. Never seen Alex Jones. Send him yet. a link to this podcast episode. I will. <laughs> <laughs>
That's just what he wants to read is two women just laughing about how much he sucks. Shitting on his life's work. <laughs> I actually want to meet his wife and be like, is he really like this? Or like, is this just a yeah. shitty character that he wrote? Because I feel like I feel like Wade Watts is like a stand-in for Ernest Klein almost. Oh, absolutely. Self-insert. Ernest Klein's wife, if you're if you're listening and you need help, email us. Email us at hate read cast now. <laughs> if you're trapped and you don't know how to get out, feel Just write help me on your eyelids and blink at us. <laughs> Remember, like in Indiana Jones, that was a movie from 1985. Yeah, that came out starring Harrison Ford as the titular uh-huh. Indiana Jones yeah. of the title. Okay, I'm going to stop this recording okay. now. <laughs>